Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big, big, big book study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Monday. It is March the 14th, 2016. Today we are reading from the big book, and we're starting in Chapter 4, We Agnostics. We're on page 44, beginning with Paragraph 1. In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. And today's readers are for the 12 Steps, Elaine B., the 12 Traditions, and Marie M. Our readers for the text will be, <clears throat> pardon me, Do L., Santa H., and Mary K. W. The reference number for Sunday's special edition at 8.30 a.m., March the 13th, 2016, is 8534. That's 8534. Okay, our OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's, our sole purpose, OA's tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Elaine B. to please read the 12 steps. Thank you, Janice. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrong. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, we promptly admitted it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just dropped my book. And I just... Eleven. Thought 
through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine B. I will now ask Anne-Marie M. to please read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you, Janice. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina, compulsive overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders of a trusted servant, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought to be, ought never be organized but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principle before personality. And thank you, Anne-Marie M., how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. 
Today we resume our study of the big book, and we're starting a new chapter, We Agnostics, on page 44. Um, And we're going to read one paragraph and comment on that. I will now ask Du L. to please begin the reading for us. Good morning. Um, In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made the clear distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only spiritual experience will conquer. And I love that we're starting off with we agnostics. And for those who don't know what agnostic is, um, the breakdown of, of agnostic is not ag is not and gnostics is knowing so it's not knowing or without knowledge and what it what it what are we on we're still on step two and um and this is gonna focus in on not knowing or without knowledge of god and then um it starts us off giving us a review of you know of what is a true compulsive breeder what is a true alcoholic and it's saying you in the preceding chapters we've made that distinction um and just for review so that you know um we can we can focus on this is that you know the the moderate drinker can take it or leave it if he wishes if he has good enough reason even the heavy drinker even though he suffers the consequences of of heavy drinking um, and he suffers the consequences of, of possibly getting drunk, um, he still can stop or moderate if he's given good enough reason. But with the true alcoholic, the true compulsive overeater, even if we're given good enough reason, we cannot stop no matter what. And that's what this leads us into. And they're saying, if you want to analyze this a little further, they say, first, you need to be honest. If, if when you honestly want to, um, to stop drinking, to stop eating, um, and, and you find you cannot do it because you're still controlling it or you have little control over the amounts you take, you're probably an alcoholic. You're probably a compulsive overeater. And I just want to focus on that word honesty for a minute. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Janice, just keep my time because I forgot to put my timer on. Um, so it says here, Honesty is to be clear, correct, right, real, true, honorable, sincere, truthful, open, frank, candid, will not lie, sheet, steal, truthful, direct, open, clear, unreserved, sincere, straightforward. And this is my favorite uh, definition, absence of pretense or deception. You know, so when I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you know, am am I the real deal? I have to look at, you know, um, honestly look at myself and look at the way I'm eating. And this is uh, a diagnostic here that's telling me, you know, um, it's telling me how to diagnose myself because no one else is going to know what goes into my body and what reaction I have in my body except myself. So that's why this program calls for honesty, you know, when it comes to my eating habits. Because if I don't understand that this is a physical and mental 
disease that it affects not only my body physically but my mind mentally and the fact that it says also that I suffer from a spiritual um, from from an illness that only a spiritual experience can conquer so we're gonna we're gonna delve more into that I'm gonna let other people comment on that but I just wanted to start off with that review and with that I pass and thank you <clears throat> thank you do just before we start I'm just going to mention that you know, take your time. We have all morning long, so um, we'll give each other a, a chance to uh, um, get their name in, okay? So there's no rush. All right, who would like to comment about approximately three minutes on what was read this morning? This is, this is Bella. Can I share? All right, I heard, just a moment. I heard Nancy R. I heard Nessa R. I'm sorry. so if you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely. Uh, this uh, tells me I have an obsession in the mind of the mind that um, doesn't enable me to stay stop when I do stop. Or if when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. So this is the allergy of the body, the two components of, of my disease. I, I honestly wanted to uh, quit many, many, many times. You know, every time I said, I will never do this again. This is it. I'm done. You know, this is the end of it. You know, this is the beginning of my new life. Um, and I was honest. I really, really, really meant that I wanted to do this. I wanted this more than anybody, than anything in this world. And I wasn't able. You know, I wasn't able because I was trying everything I could of my own means to control this thing, you know, all the diets, all the gyms, all the new gimmicks, you know, except for this, the surgical interventions. I, I tried everything and I, and I couldn't do it. You know, like if I had known that I was suffering from an illness that only a spiritual experience could co conquer, I mean, I, I, that would have changed my life the way it has actually, probably much sooner. Um, this tells me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a compulsive overeater of the hopeless variety, hopeless because I was out of ideas. I tried everything and nothing, nothing worked. Nothing worked despite of my, my honesty, despite of my um, earnestness, you know, because all I kept trying was self-help. And I am beyond self-help. I am uh, beyond human help. You know, what I need is a spiritual experience. Um, that can conquer these things, a, 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 not only a power greater than myself, but a power greater than my disease, because I believe my disease, I believe the food is a power greater than myself. The only difference between the food and God is that, you know, the food is not a power by which I can live. God is a power by which I can live, and by um, by I'm blocking my access to that power, I have discovered a life that I could have never, ever, ever imagined. 
uh, when I was trying everything that I could um, to lose weight and, and keep the weight off. I, I just, uh, you know, the payoff of this program has been so much bigger than anything I could have imagined. Um, and it's, I'm so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. Okay, Bella G., it is your turn. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Only a spiritual experience will concur. Yes, you know, before the program, I did believe that I have power, and you know, my life is pretty wonderful. I just need to lose weight, and I have the power, and I will have the power to lose weight because this is my only problem. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I am not there anymore. Yes, and today I am in the program leaving the 12 steps. Yes, I know that I don't have the power, and not because I am not smart and not because I am not a good person. I am human. And, yes, I don't have the, the power. And today I know my overweight is not my problem. This is only a symptom. My problem is that I wanted the power. I wanted the power to manage my life and for sure to manage your life too. And today, thank you, God, I am connected to a loving power, to an accepting power, to a power that respects me. And today, I don't want to sit anymore in the driver's seat. Today, I want to sit in the, in the next seat, driver's seat, and to enjoy my life. And today, I live in freedom. And yes, you know, I am not a robot, I am not a machine, I am human, so I need the power. And today I am connected to a higher power. Yes, today I have the power to choose to be connected to a higher power. And, and it's such a freedom. And this is, this is my choice one day at a time, that yes, today I know and I accept that my food is only a symptom. And today I have the opportunity just to, to pause and to learn when I have those character defects that I want back to be a people pleaser and I want to control. I learn to pause and to say, well, today I am here to be connected to a higher power and to give over God's message and not mine. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you, Bella G. Okay, Bob, um, what is the first initial of your last name, please? Bob? Star one to unmute. Well, perhaps I got the wrong name. Excuse me, Bob B. Bob B. Okay, it is your turn, Bob. Please go ahead. Thank you. I'm Bob, a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. Um, a couple of things come up for me. Uh, when I came into the program, I would guess I would have been considered one of the religious people, but not a spiritual person, which the program has helped me with. So the, uh, the agnostic uh, definition for me would have been related not so much I didn't believe in, in a higher power or God, 
but I didn't uh, have a spiritual relationship uh, with my higher power, which OA has taught me to have. And I know today that I can't do this program alone, and I need my higher power to help me with every aspect of my life. And I certainly thought when I came in that my higher power didn't have time to deal with my uh, eating problem. He would be too busy. And now today through the program, I've learned my higher power cares about everything I do and wants me to ask help in everything that I do and guidance in all my decisions. No, I don't remember to do that because part of my disease is uh, amnesia, and that's why I have to keep coming back to meetings. Um, I've been going through a very trying time with some health issues in uh, the family lately, and uh, the, uh, the reminder that my higher power will see me through no matter what is going on in my life has been uh, just a tremendous relief, um, and it's been uh, quite difficult. And the other thing about the honesty piece uh, is one of the uh, one of the words in our program, which I really struggle with, is uh, not honesty. It's the rigorous part of being honest. Um, and without the rigorous added to the honesty, uh, I'm likely to have my ego take over and be only partially honest. So being reminded that rigorous honesty is so important uh, has been a, a real help to me. And when I do that, um, I can have a relationship with my higher power that I value. Thanks for letting me share pass. And thank you, Bob B. Okay, Vasa O, it is your turn. Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Janice, for your service. And I am a grateful recovered compulsive Vida calling from Florida. And there was really, really nothing more than that I wanted than what I had when I came to the program. I just wanted to stop eating the way I was eating because I knew it was going to kill me. So honesty here. If when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably an alcoholic. Well, I could identify with alcoholic. I was food addict. Uh, if that be the case, you may be suffering from illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And again, I was ready to admit really honestly. It was, I, it was, you know, it's, it was embarrassing for me to raise my hand at the beginning, you know, that I was a compulsive overeater. But it made it much easier because other people were raising, and I, you know, I remember thinking, I, yes, I belong here, I fit here, you know. And uh, I remember hearing from my sponsors, it's the only thing that's going to help you to put this food down is you surrender to a higher power greater than yourself, which I call today God, and the program and the 12 steps. And I was just so ready and I was just so willing to surrender, you know, because, you know, again, I just didn't know I want to die. And honesty, for me, it started with the food. You know, I needed to be honest. My sponsor's not going to walk through the day with me for 24 hours to see what I was putting in my mouth. I needed to be honest with myself. And after learning about the allergy, you know, the mental obsession, I already knew that those foods, you know, they, I love those foods, you know, and uh, I wanted to put them down. I could put them down for a little bit, but I could not keep it down because the mental obsession, when I used to go into my diet, 
the mental obsession with that, oh, you can have only one, it's okay, you can start your diet tomorrow, whatever. And I'm just so grateful, I'm just so grateful coming to the program. You know, I surrendered, and I was ready, and I was willing to do whatever I was told to do. And it was the beginning, yes, was with the abstinence, you know, and thank you, God, that he gave me the honesty to have God-honoring food and also to be honest in other areas in my in my life, you know. So, again, I needed to find a power greater than myself, which I call God today, to help me, to give me the strength to go, you know, to be abstinent one meal to the next. And as I said, my sponsor could not be my higher power. She could only share her own experience, what was working for her. Thank you, and I pass. And thank you, Vasa O. Kim G., it's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. You know, we often think about defining alcoholism or compulsive overeating by the consequences. You know, you go into Alcoholics Anonymous, and they talk about how many DUIs they have. You go into Overeaters Anonymous, we talk about how many times we've lost hundreds of pounds and our binges and the number of times that we throw up in a day. But here is just a very simple diagnosis. You know, if when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. So this is a self-diagnosis. So if you, when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, which is the allergy. And let me tell you, I have friends that have an allergic response, and let's say they, they tell me that, you know, once I open up the bag of Doritos, I can't, I have to eat the whole bag. And I can say to them, well, what do you do with that information? And they look at me kind of quizzically, and they say, well, I just don't open up the bag of Doritos. Because you see, they have the allergy without the mental obsession. And the second part, if when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, which is the mental obsession. I have one friend specifically that loves chocolate. She thinks about it all day long. And she comes home and she has one Hershey kiss. And I've seen the look on her face. She gets that awe feeling that I get from that first bite. But the difference is she doesn't have the allergy. And believe it or not, when she buys a bag of 30 Hershey Kisses, it can sometimes last 32 days because she might forget one or two days to have that piece of chocolate. So that's the or there. If you have or, you're probably alcoholic. But I'm going to postulate if you have both, which I have both, I have the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind, there's a very good chance, almost 100% in my experience, that you are the alcoholic. And that's what they're asking you. Are you the alcoholic of the type described in this book? And if you are, if that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. So we've got to ask ourselves that. Is that true? You know, for myself, I was in the room many times doing steps in many different ways. And I had to ask myself, what were the results when I was trying to work Tim's program of recovery? Well, I did. I got relief in Overeaters Anonymous. I got relief from the fellowship, but I never got freedom. And when I was beaten down enough and I fully conceded I had this disease, when I did the specific, precise, clear-cut directions, I was amazed to find out I got the specific, precise, clear-cut results. We have no monopoly on God in, over, in, in these 12 steps. But if you are suffering like they, like they are suffering here, what I have found is these directions are the clearest, 
the most precise and the most specific way so that I do not have to suffer on a daily basis anymore. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Kim G., and thanks to everyone for keeping under the time. So who would like to comment on what was read? Melissa P. Reva P. I hear Monica. Carol G. Melissa C. Melissa C. Thank you. Tina S. Carol G. I did hear Carol G. Oh, thank you. (laughs) No, but I didn't say it, but I heard you, Carol. Okay. I hear, let me just say now, Monica T., Melissa C., Carol G., Tina, is it a Tina? Yes, Tina S. Tina S., and one more. Reva P. Reva, Reva P. Okay, here we go. Monica T., it is your turn. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So we're starting a brand new chapter, Chapter 4, We Agnostics. And I looked up the definition for agnostics. It's one who believes the existence or non-existence of God cannot be proven or known, or a person unsure that God or a God exists. Well, I don't know about you, but when it came to this chapter, I said to myself, hey, I believe in God. I'm a religious person. I practice my faith. What do I need this chapter for? And then I was given the other another um, definition and uh, do touched upon this. We agnostics. And I was told to put a slash between the G and the N. And A-G in Latin means without. Agnostics means knowledge. So we without knowledge. Oh. Oh. Okay. And I think that's a wonderful way to look at this chapter, we without knowledge. I, Monica, there was something missing. You know, I was missing something. Why couldn't I get this figured out? Well, maybe I was going to learn something in this chapter. And also this chapter has to do with step two, and the principle of step two is hope. So in the preceding chapters, you have learned, hopefully learned, gained knowledge, something of alcoholism. So what have I learned? Well, hopefully I have learned that I am totally powerless over this disease. I'm powerless. I'm powerless over the fact I have an allergy, and I'm powerless over the fact I have this obsession of the mind. And how do I know that? Because I keep doing what I don't want to do, and I can't do what I want to do. I'm totally screwed here. I I just can't do it. And then they're asking us, if you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take. These are two questions, two questions to help me identify. Am I a real compulsive overeater? I cannot quit entirely. That's true. I could put the food down for a while, but then I'd end up back in it sooner or later and have little control over the amount you take. Man, if I put that piece of that wonderful type of cake in my mouth, there's no stopping me. I am on the roller coaster, and who knows when I'm going to stop eating. There's number two. And then I was also told, you know, if you've got difficulty trying to figure out if something is a binge food, you can ask these two little questions to yourself, too. Can you quit it entirely? Have you ever tried to control it? 
If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. No, I came in. At this point, I've come to the conclusion I am powerless. I've come to the conclusion I need a power greater than me. And this, and this whole chapter is going to help me to get around all the nose in my head when it comes to spiritual experience, to open up my eyes, to try thinking outside of the box. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Monica T. Melissa C., you're up. Hi, good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, I just love it. It starts off with the self-diagnosis because, um, you know, I can't continue until I'm sure that this is exactly what I have, that I that I have what was um, being described here and what, um, you know, and what's going to cure me. First, I've got to know that this is, this is what I've got. And that is step one. Nobody can diagnose someone else. You know, that's the first step, the, that I'm powerless to this and there's no way out. And, you know, I got that for a long time because I had lots of experience with this disease. And I knew that it was far greater than me. But um, I really wanted to, to have peace and recovery um, without the God part. You know, I just thought... When they said, take what you want and leave the rest, I kind of said, all right, well, I'll just leave that God part out. Because, um, you know, agnostic, not knowing, um, I was not trusting. I was not trusting. I was not, um, I was pissed off at God, and I didn't want God to be the answer for me. But I started listening to A Vision for You uh, over two years ago, and I was really suffering. And... I heard people say that they had, um, this problem had been solved. Not that they were fighting it anymore. And, you know, and it says right here that the spiritual experience can conquer it, not battle it continuously. See, I experienced battle. And when I started listening, I heard someone speak and they talked about, um, that they felt like their life as a as a food addict was they were always fighting the dragon. And sometimes they won and sometimes the dragon won. Most of the time the dragon won. And then they became recovered. And the dragon just no longer exists in their kingdom. And that got my attention. And at that point I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna do and I'm gonna follow whatever I hear here. And um, and so and the other thing that turned around for me was I learned that I wasn't going to have the spiritual experience first and then grow willing to do the work. It was going to be the exact opposite. So if you're not sure, um, that's okay. It's a great place to start, but jump in, do all the work. Then the spiritual experience can actually happen. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you, Melissa C. Just a gentle reminder to please, please, please keep our phones muted because I can always hear chopping. Um, and I'm sure others have heard it also. Please. Okay, Carol G. It is your turn, Carol. Please go ahead. Good morning, Janet. Good morning. It's Carol G. Compulsive Overeater Record for today. 
Thank you, everybody, and uh, good morning. Um, I found you. You're an hour uh, different uh, time travel for, to where I am, so I'm a bit discombobulated. We agnostics, uh, we agnostics. I find this an amazing chapter today because here is where I turn my attention to the spiritual malady, um, this elusive spiritual malady that people keep mentioning. Um, and and it's really interesting to me because so many people I know, their minds shut tight at this uh, title, just the title, We Agnostics. At this point in the work, my food was down, my body was no longer craving, my mental twist was on hold briefly, briefly while I got through the steps. And now I turn my attention from the outside of me, from the crazy life and the food behavior to the inside of me. And I went on to a journey within. And in OA for years, we used to say, I'm powerless over food and my life's unmanageable. So I kept on trying to manage my life. And now I get to give that up because I learned that no matter where I am in the world or who I'm with or what I'm doing, I can still feel that internal aloneness. And that just signals that I've got some sort of spiritual unrest within me. Um, so I'm blocked off from God. I'm also abstinence. I'm blocked off from my food substance. And I'm going to feel pain. And I've felt terrible pain of my separated soul and spirit. And and now I'm going to be led to dig within, dig for gold or dig for God. And without knowledge, and for me, I had to stay without knowledge about the spiritual experience that they're talking about here. I had to quit the commentary and the wondering and the speculating. I even tried to manage and control my own spiritual experience. I'm that willful. Um, the truth is, I couldn't stop jaywalking with food. And the last truck that hit me when I was jaywalking put me into a hospital bed. But the second Carol gets back up off the floor, I'm back with plans, designs, how this is all going to work, what a spiritual experience is, what's gonna, God's going to give me. And I just have to just leave that alone and be taught and be taken through this work. We Agnostics is an absolutely amazing chapter. And the spirit that I've been reconnected with today is like a child. It's full of exuberance, but it needs discipline and it needs routine and it needs love. But I can feel joy today and see the dark, see the best in absolutely everything. But if a dark cloud comes across my sky, I'll turn into a demanding stamping my feet and I want my way again. So the journey into we agnostics um, is not always what you think it is in the title. Experience it. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you, Vision for you. And thank you, Carol G. Tina S., it is your turn. Thanks, Janice. Uh, Tina S., Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. And, uh, you know, I, I love all the shares previously. I, I always learned so much on this meeting, and I'm really, really grateful. And, you know, uh, I, too, uh, when I first read this chapter, we agnostics, we without knowledge, and that was shared. You know, I thought I had some knowledge, and I didn't really think that I needed to read this chapter. You know, I um, was raised Catholic. Not that I believed that the God that uh, I was raised with was going to, restore me to sanity or even be part of my life. But, you know, that's all the denial that that I had so that I could be um, different, you know, so that I didn't identify but, you know, separated myself from from everyone here. And, you know, and, and I love that it's it's the two questions, you know. And I remember when it first came, people would talk about that, you know, the two questions. And I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, and then, you know, it, it is the distinction, you know, the difference between the real alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. You know, when I honestly, if I truthfully can't quit entirely, or when drinking, I have a little control of the amount, you know. Um, that's my experience, 
you know, uh, but, you know, two in the place of, you know, me wanting to um, not identify, you know, I could separate myself a little bit there. And, you know, one of the things that talks about, you know, in the, in the criteria, you know, the alcoholic of, uh, of, their, of this type, which was also shared in this book of Bill's type, you know, only a spiritual experience will conquer, you know, and the only way I've had any spiritual experience is through working the 12 steps. That was the only way. You know, I've tried many other ways. And, and not that I even wanted a spiritual experience, you know. Um, but when I started the process, you know, I, I wanted to continue. And, um, and you know, for me, you know, uh, my higher power, whom I choose to call God, is my source. Everything else is but a channel. And, you know, when I had a sponsor tell me that, I thought, oh, my God, you know. How very true that is. And so today, you know, one day at a time, because I too, you know, am of, of the belief that AAOA, the 12 steps, do not have monopoly on God. But this is what works for me. So one day at a time, you know, I don't have to pick up the food. And then I got a shot. And with that, I pass. And thank you, Tina S. Okay, Reva P., you're up. Did you call me? Yeah, Reva? Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's Reva P., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Overeater in Toronto. Um, I wanted to build on what um, was, has already been said um, about the title, We Agnostics. Um, you know, this is the transition between step one and two. So at this point, when I've already admitted that I'm licked and I have the allergy of the body, the mental obsession, um, and I actually read this chapter many times in program without really knowing what the word agnostic meant. But the concept of not having knowledge of God, you know, in program, having gone through steps, um, you know, my first reaction, my first thought is, I know what I have to do. I have to do such and such. And I make a plan and I make a schedule and um, I figure it out, and then I'm off to the races, and it's, you know, Reva running the show in abstinence. Um, And what this title reminds me is I don't know, because I think I know about God. Um, I thought I knew all about religion, which is not the same as the spiritual um, knowledge, but I don't really know, and I need to keep accessing a power greater than myself, moment by moment, situation by situation, um, in all areas of my life. Because this is lack of knowledge about a power that can solve all my problems, not just the food. And for that, I need to be in constant, um, continual, conscious contact. And, you know, yesterday I had the plan after years of working the program. I had the plan of how I was going to get what I knew I needed to get done. And I can just laugh at that now because the plan changed because I was willing to admit that I don't know. I don't know the best way. Um, and there's such freedom in that. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, did you pass, Reva? I was checking my time. Okay. Um, Who would like to uh, comment for three minutes? Anybody else? It's Naomi B. Naomi B. Anybody else? Hmm. 
Okay, Naomi, go ahead, Deb. Okay, thank you, Janice. Thank you for your service. Good morning, my fellow visionaries. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Well, the egotistical me, when I came across this chapter, was, really, I have a God, and I know who he is. I don't have to read the agnostic. <laughs> That's a, it's comical. That doesn't apply to me. Oh, boy. Talk about ego and self-will running riot. This is really true. If when you're honestly or vigorously honest, which I've heard earlier, which is wonderful, one, two, you find you cannot quit entirely. Or if when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably alcoholic. Well, there was no doubt in my mind that I was an alcoholic because I had no control. I had no control, yet I was going to control it all. And I did. I did all the way up to 280 pounds. I did a wonderful job. I didn't realize how agnostic I was. We without knowledge. I love that. I have that underlined and underlined. We without knowledge. And I had no clue. I had absolutely no clue. What I was doing—I knew what I was doing to myself, but I just thought I was fat and I liked eating. Until I found that there was a solution: turning my will and my everything over to God. And this is what got me out of the food. Now I just have the daily reprieve. It's not, you know, oh, for now and to the rest of my life I'm not going to eat X, Y, and Z. But. For the newcomers that are on the line, the beautiful part of it, it's just for today. You don't have to think, oh, my gosh, my cousin's getting married in six months, and what am I going to No, no, no. Bring it back to the present, because like my beautiful sponsor says to me, God is in the present. So thank you so much for allowing me to share, and I pass. And thank you, Naomi B. Um, is there anyone else? Renata. Okay, Renata. Anyone else? Okay, please go ahead, Renata. G. Thank you, Janice. Good morning. Thank you, Janice, for your service. Uh, Good morning, family. This is Renata G., Recovered Compulsive Reading, New York. Um, You know, it says, if I am a real alcoholic, right, a real compulsive reader, only a spiritual experience uh, will conquer, right, my disease. And uh, I had to be convinced like others shared, you know, I tried everything I could on my own power and did not work. And so, you know, step one uh, proved to me that my own power was not enough. So therefore, I needed to find a higher power. And, um, you know, it says a spiritual experience, you know, when for me, like, um, you know, to know God is when I experience God. You know, I have to have an experience with it. And that's what the steps allow me to to have. Because, you know, yes, I believed in God before, but I acted like there was no God. When it came to my food addiction, I I was in control. You know, I'll manage it. I'm going to try this new diet. I'm going to go to that program. And, you know, things kept failing like it didn't work but I kept insisting that I would somehow figure out a way to eat the way I wanted to eat and look good and feel happy joyous and free and did not work 
And so I had to surrender that I was powerless 100% and allow this new higher power to take over everything in my life. You know, I had to let go of control and stop playing God and act like there was a God and not just, you know, use God as a Santa Claus for, you know, begging for things I wanted, you know, uh, for my selfish needs. And so, you know, this is what it says to me. We agnostics, like, I did not know God until I went through this self-death. And once I could experience God through the work of this death, then I was finally, you know, relieved from the obsession to compulsively overeat. Is that a bad thing? Kelsey H. Hey, thank you, Renata G. Um, we have about... Mm, seven minutes. Is there anybody else that would like to share on this? Laura? Chelsea W. Oh, good. We have a couple. Okay. Start all over again, hon, please. Laura W. Chelsea H. Laura W. and Chelsea H. Please go ahead, Laura. Thank Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. It's Laura W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic, and Exercise Bulimic in South Jersey. You know, they're asking us two very clear-cut questions here. You know, it's saying when you honestly want to, you find you can't quit. Or when you're drinking, you have little control over the amount you take. You're probably alcoholic. So they're asking me two questions here. You know, can I quit when I really want to? And my answer was no. I mean, initially my answer was, yeah, sure, I could quit, sure. And that lasted for like 2.2 seconds. And, you know, and, and when I'm drinking, I have little control over the amount I take. You're probably alcoholic. There's a second question, and I thought, well, my my response to that was, well, you know, as an anorexic, my solution is I just won't eat, you know, um, so I won't have to start because I know if I start, I won't uh, I won't stop. So um, <clears throat> so there's that obsession of the mind and, and trying to control every little minute detail of my life, and and there's the allergy right there, you know. It talks about the allergy, and it allows the reader here, it allows me to draw my own conclusion. Um, of am I, am I a true compulsive overeater? Am I a true food addict? And and you know I um I just I just remember the the things that I did, the methods that I took to try to stop. And it's telling me that you know only a personality change is going to help me. And that personality change has to be rooted in a relationship with God. It cannot be a personality change based on self will and based on willpower. Saying okay, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that because. You know, the solution is spiritual. The program is spiritual. This isn't a, you know, it's a program of action, but it's a spiritual program of action. And, and I, you know, I smile when somebody says, I just can't get the spiritual part. I can't get the God part of the program. And my answer, well, you know, the whole 12 steps, everything, every step brings you back to God. But it's your God. It's the understanding. It's the higher power that you understand. And I never thought, like somebody else said, I never thought we agnostics would pertain to me because I grew up in a very religious home, I had a God. But you know what? That personality change wasn't there. The personality change only came by working the steps, by taking the action that's required. And there are things that are required in order to recover. You know, there's nothing that's required to be part of the fellowship, but there's plenty of things that are required to become recovered. And one of those things is to... Um, to establish and to have that personality change that God will deliver to me. Thanks so much. I pass. Thank you, Laura W. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Chelsea H., please go Thank you, Janice. Thanks for your service. Can you hear me? I can. Great. I'm Chelsea H. I'm a recovered compulsive eater and an actual agnostic. (laughs) 
this chapter here for me is um, giving me information so that I can first determine if I am this thing. And if I am this thing, it tells me that I need to have a spiritual experience. So I'm going to have to um, have a need to go after that experience. It doesn't say a thing here about God, me having to know God, being agnostic. I'm not willing to say there is or isn't because I have no proof. This has nothing to do with about me in a religious sense, knowing God it has absolutely nothing to do with it. I am still agnostic. I am recovered. I am a real compulsive overeater and drunk. But this program works for me, too, if I can answer those two questions. At this point in the work, it's just asking me if I am this thing, if I honestly, when I want to, I find I cannot quit entirely, and if when I'm eating, I have little control over the amount, allergy of the body, obsession of the mind, check, check. If that's the case, then the only thing that's going to help you is the spiritual experience. Only That's the only thing. Okay, do I go after this or not? And in case I'm not convinced at this point that I am the real deal, I need to go back to the previous information so that I can find out if I am or not. And if I am, then I need to move on with the rest of the work. I don't have to identify anything. If you're on the line and you're new and you are of agnostic temperament, as the book talks about, or yourself, if you're an atheist, there's nothing in this book that says you have to believe in God. I have a power relationship with power greater than myself, whom I choose not to call God. And that's okay, too. This program is for everybody, so please don't hang up if you are on the line and you're hearing a lot of God stuff. This part of the work right here just gives me information I need to crest the need for a relationship with something greater than myself because I haven't been able to do it on my own. Thanks for letting me share, and with that, I pass. And thank you. Let me make sure. Thank you, Chelsea H. We have about a minute or two. Does anybody want to take it up? Okay. Um, I think I will. This is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. All this paragraph is teaching me is and asking me, what have I learned so far in reading the previous 43 pages? Well, I learned that I have an allergy of the body, that once I start eating something, I, it creates a phenomenon of craving, and I become powerless over that amount. And then when I'm stopped because of my mental obsession, this is what it's taught me so far, what I've learned, that when I'm stopped from not, and I'm, I'm an abstinent, that I get this mental obsession to pick it up again. So therefore, I'm powerless. And so it's teaching me my problem, and, and it's telling me also in that same paragraph that the solution is spiritual. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's beyond human aid. So that's what it's telling me. So I'm so happy that, you know, that I know this. I'm not going to close my mind. I'm not going to go, oh, God, I believe in God. I believe in this. Uh, I'll be all set. It's just giving us the problem and the solution. And with that, I want to thank everyone who has shared. And uh, please join us now for the second unrecorded hour of study, immediately following closing. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, Santa H., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, family, and thank you, Janice, for your service. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize that we, all, we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answer will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the happy road of destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.